Welcome to the Wisdom Calling Podcast. I'm your host, Bobo Beck, and I'm on a mission to help as many professionals as I can to engage with the timeless truths of God's Word. My goal is to help you listen, discern, cultivate, and apply wisdom so that you might know how to skillfully live and work. We will be going through the Bible from Genesis to Revelation and stopping along the way to discuss topics such as stewardship, ambition, asset management, wealth, value creation, generosity, to name just a few. So thanks again for tuning in. Let's get started. Have you ever stopped to consider that the security guard in the lobby of your building or the night custodian have the same value and worth as the CEO? It's true, and it's true because of what we're going to discuss in a few minutes. In this third episode, which is titled Created to Create, we're going to be looking at the end of Genesis chapter 1, at the image of God in the creation of human beings and the mandate that God gives humans to steward the rest of his creation. So I want to start by actually reading Genesis 1, 26-28. And I'll be reading from the English Standard Version. Then God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens, and over the livestock, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. And God blessed them. And God said to them, Be fruitful, and multiply, and fill the earth, and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the heavens, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. So here we see on day six of creation, God filled the earth with every living creature, from mosquitoes to blue whales. Perhaps his greatest handiwork was when he created or when he manufactured man. The text says here that he made you and I as people, as humans, in his own image. Sometimes you see this in the Latin imago Dei, which in the Hebrew means replica or likeness. Having the image of God, the imago Dei, means that we have the ability as humans to reason. We have the ability to distinguish things that are moral between that which is right and wrong when compared to plants and animals. Some of you might make the argument that your pet dog definitely knows when he or she does wrong. But you understand my point. Having the image of God gives us the ability to reason intellectually, gives us the ability to distinguish morality. God creates on this Day six, he creates a distinction between gender, male and female, the text says. God institutes marriage when 
Adam and Eve become one, and we'll look at that in subsequent episodes. He institutes marriage and family, which would form the foundation of civilization. We're going to see how that plays out as we continue through the book of Genesis and even into Exodus. But God here in this passage also gives a mandate. Some commentators refer to this as a cultural mandate. And the mandate is to be fruitful, to multiply, to fill the earth, to subdue the earth, and to have dominion over the animals. You see, image bearers are to co-rule. They are to rule underneath the ultimate ruler. So there's a language here of royalty, but in this sense, there's no people or classes that are lesser than any other. We're all, as image bearers, unified in a common kinship. Image bearers are to fill the earth with more image bearers. This is the idea of marrying, having kids, raising a family, and living in community with each other. Image bearers are to exercise stewardship over the rest of creation. The text here in Genesis 1 says to have dominion over or to subdue. In other words, to make the earth's resources beneficial for ourselves, for our families, and for the common good of the rest of humanity. It's a mandate to use knowledge and skills and scientific investigation and the advancement of technology. It's a mandate to steward and govern, not just to exploit in order to satisfy human greed. So that is what this particular text is teaching us, that we are created in order to create. We are to reflect ultimately our creator So I want you to consider three points in relation to this passage. First of all, all life has intrinsic value. Whether an unborn baby, a child with a disability, an elderly grandparent in a nursing home, all life has intrinsic value and worth. They're all created in the image of the creator, in the image of God. So here's a question to consider. How does your specific work, your job, or even your volunteer ministry activity, how does your work reinforce this particular truth that all life has intrinsic value? How does your work undermine this particular truth that all life has intrinsic value? It's certainly something for us to stop and consider. So the second point I would want you to consider as we think about this text is that all humans bear the image of God and share a common kinship. There is no place to look down on anyone or treat them differently. There's no place for racism. There's no place for classism. There's no place for sexism. And there's no place for ableism, which is looking down on or discriminating against people with a disabling condition. There's no place for that, particularly as children of God. So we need to take some time to examine our hearts, examine our minds. And I know in thinking through this, I've been freshly convicted at how often I personally struggle in looking down on people who aren't as cultured or aren't as educated as I consider myself to be. And so it can come out in how I treat them 
or how I interact or engage with people that I consider less cultured or less educated. So we need to consider all humans bear the image of God. They have intrinsic value and worth, and they share a common kinship, no matter how different they might be. And finally, from this text, I want us to consider this call to be stewards, this cultural mandate to skillfully use resources in ways that are beneficial to ourselves, our families, our communities, and beyond. So I want you to also think about the skills that you need right now, the skills that you need to develop in order to be a more effective steward. What knowledge do you still need to gain in order to use resources in ways that are beneficial to yourself, your family, your community, and beyond? If we're honest, we all probably know certain things, certain skills, or knowledge that we need to continue to learn, continue to acquire and cultivate. So I would encourage you to take the necessary time to write these specific things down in response to this episode. Share them with someone. Cultivate these within your life so that you might be a more effective steward. So there's a lot to consider here from Genesis 1. And I would encourage you to take the necessary time to think through this passage so that you'll be more skillful in your life and in your work. And as a result, bless others. More importantly, bring glory to God, our creator, through it all. So if this episode has been an encouragement to you in any way, I would encourage you to subscribe to the show and begin to leave us a review wherever you subscribe to your podcast. And I would encourage you to share this. Follow us also on Instagram to stay up to date with other resources and thoughts that we are sharing. And then I would encourage you to sign up for our newsletter, which you can find at our website, wisdomcalling.org. And once you do sign up, you will immediately receive the first 20 devotionals in the Wisdom Calling devotional series. Well, our next episode, episode four, is titled As Gardeners and Guardians. We're going to be looking at Genesis chapter two, and we're going to be discussing the concept of work and productivity. So thanks so much for listening. Until next time, grace and peace.